It is Monday the 12th of August 2019 and this is episode 359 of Digital Outbox. Do not adjust your sets. Yes, we are back and quick smart compared to normal. I'm Chris and Ian is back as well. Hello. I am back. I should be out on the out on the moors shooting some grouse as today is a glorious 12th. Someone of your landed gentryness should be out doing that. You're right. But you're here doing a podcast instead. Of course. Where else would I be, Chris? <laughs> oh, warm and fuzzy. Um, let's get on with some news. So... Uh, Alexa users are now able to disable their voice recording. So we spoke last time out about um, Alexa recording <laughs> all your voice messages. But it seems like they've now had an option where you can opt out, which I think we said last week was probably the right approach to take. Uh, so you can now go and tick a box that says you're not happy to uh, ass- you know, assist in future service improvements. Um, I think that's all that's required. Uh, yeah, it's funny how this all broke because somebody, a, a contractor at Apple, said, "By the way, we're listening to, you know, unintended, you know, unintended triggers and unintended conversations." We are listening and to you bonking, is what they kind of said. <laughs> yeah, and um, and Apple, Apple took a week and then did the right thing. Google quietly killed it, um, and Europe only. Amazon were quiet. Have now come out and said that they are killing this as well. And it's also turning out that Skype. And Microsoft do the same with Skype, so it's all it's all good. How it's do they good. do it with Skype? So everything you've said up to then is is normal, as in that seemed that seems uh, like Alexa and Google and all the others seem like reasonable approaches. Why is Skype doing that? Um, there was um, so there's contractors that are also listening, so um, they can listen to your recorded call or listening into your call to check that everything's going well. So the, wow. initially, I thought it was Cortana. It's just mm. the same as like all the listening mm. services. Yeah. They're wanting to make sure that this is all triggering properly and, yep. and is it doing Sounds the right thing. Yeah. But they are also doing it. So Skype's got some sort of. Remember, remember two or three years ago, there was something about it could automatically translate. So obviously, this is still a, a not a beta feature, but it's mm. maybe not hundred percent. And again, contractors and voice rec- are listening to voice recordings and making sure that this, everything's okay. But I don't think people are aware that they're being no. listened to. Uh, no, clearly, and and actually, for me, that that's more of a you know a red a red a red alert than because I'd expect you know a service to want to improve um, on these digital assistants. You know, I think that's almost for me that was almost within the realms of what I might expect, um, but not not on a on a phone call is a, or a you know. Uh, private messages seem different, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, and and I think for me that I mean, Siri fires accidentally far more than something like Alexa. You know, it just feels mm. like Amazon have have got got it pretty nailed around that artificial or or you know, you know, firing at the wrong time. Whereas Siri Siri isn't. And um, what I've what I've noticed recently is actually you get i tend to see the you know if i'm in my lounge and and my the home devices are there you can see them fire up but they don't respond or they they kill themselves pretty quick but that doesn't mean it's not a fake firing it just means they don't alert you to that fact other than the fact that the the the, the lights spin on top to say that something's happening um so i don't i think 
maybe they've just got better at you know killing things quicker and not responding to those the calls where they've activated but they realize that they shouldn't have done yeah maybe i still i still see it sometimes in tv programs and adverts when it, make, it gets mentioned and it starts and then it kills itself so it's yeah, I mean, certainly it's a lot better on that front of a, a third party sort of ingress, as it were, to, is is harder for them to to you know to to make that trigger your 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 device. Um, we also have had Trump um, coming out against video games in the kind of standard response we see. So we've had two mass shootings in America, and they came in very very quick succession. So of course they all they say they awful lot of discussion around what causes these things um and and video games comes up um as a as a very common um feature and in fact video games and the internet in general i think was the kind of the 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 line they were taking um and i guess i guess at one level you know people argue it away and say nope uh, there are video games. There's plenty of other countries, and other countries don't have um, don't have the gun right crime rate that, that America does. So it's not it's not video games per se doing this. Uh, and I guess I guess their whole you know the reason for them they they want to find the underlying solutions to psychological problems rather than the fact that having you know assuming that people will have psychological problems, which all societies do. Let's not put guns in their hand to do that. But they're they're not willing to go down that route. Um, I still think there's an interesting angle around, you know, games are seen very differently uh, to videos and movies. Although every, you know, every single time we have a new technology, like when movies went down the violent angle, they, they were either going to be the, they were the the reason that the whole society was going down the pan as as people saw it. And games has come along, and 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 people are saying the same thing about games. Um, you know, whether we're hiding as a gaming community behind the fact that yes we do have something to answer for certainly adults when they let kids play games they don't really reference the the age rating and i think we've spoken about that before in our podcast um so do we have a, do we have something to answer for uh, no so, so <laughs> um well, well it's, it, it, to, to me it's just uh, again it's just typical of you know so trump took a day to, before he did any kind of you know proper answer and, and then when he stood up in the white house it was all thoughts and prayers and and it was talked about mental health issues. It's talked about violent games. You know, didn't talk about violent movies, violent games. Um, and it's well, he did f- say the video games, the movies, the internet stuff is so uh, violent. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's like, I mean, so just so just say they did ban games, um, and they banned violent games. So you didn't have guns anymore. You had like I don't know, I don't know. I'm trying to try to you know something when, of like. When we um, were- when Splatoon. We were... I'm thinking of Splatoon yeah. and so Nintendo, so there's no, paint, no real... Paintballing, yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. But the intent's still there, and and I think what summed up for me was, um, so Brian Class, so Brian Class, if you haven't heard of him, he's a, a political scientist, he writes for the Washington Post, and it's just a very straightforward tweet, you know, so Britain, population 65 million, America, population 330 million, so five times. Video game revenues, 5 billion UK, 25 billion US, five times. Gun homicides, 2017, 31. America, 14,542. So 470 times. So I I can't sit here and say that, that video games are a root cause of America's, so, America's but, problem but this is what I mean. with and, gun and violence. I'm only being devil's advocate here because yep. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stand behind the words I'm speaking. But let's say, you know, if you're seeing 
in a country that has access to guns like america now you can you could say that places like canada don't suffer from this and they have access to guns so it's not it's not equally uh relevant but you know in a in a country that does has access to guns does access to this underlying does does that show an underlying increase in psychological issues and uh and, and mental issues uh, that means that if you do have access to a gun you're more likely to shoot someone if you're if they're seeing a rise in this gun violence and is that something the underlying are we seeing a rise in gun violence in america because underlying things like these social pressures and these social uh, you know aspects including uh, the the gaming aspects you know does that have an effect and okay we don't see that effect in other countries because people don't have access to guns but nevertheless is there an are we then hiding away some sort of underlying psychological problems that are being generated no so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, you know i'm not far so, behind you no and, and and the way i look at america is is, is they have a gun problem you know, the fact that you can walk into shops and buy guns easily, the fact that you walk into shops and people in front of you in a queue have got, you know, assault rifles strapped around them and, and they've got open carry rules. And the fact that you've got a political class here now that happily and is normalised talking, you know, talking in a racist manner. And you, you just see some of these, I mean, they are kids, you see some of these kids that have been, you know, they are being radicalised, you know, white yeah. supremacy and all that kind of stuff is becoming a norm and it's horrible um, I, I couldn't believe so Walmart so the shootings one of the big shootings took place in, in, in Walmart Walmart's now banned games in the same store that had banned games you can buy an assault rifle mm. the, the, the thought process is just oh, it's just lost it's just lost on me um, mm. it's just it, again it's just disappointing that they're blaming it, it, it's a, so going back to your point about being the devil's out is there, is there times when you look at a video game and think bloody hell that is pretty violent um, yeah, but they usually got an eighteen tag on it, and parents ignored it. So yeah, when we used to, I mean, when we used to play video games of old on your Atari, there was a big difference between firing a little laser which sent out a blob of ten pixels and just hit something. Video games now are incredibly realistic, and there some of them are incredibly gory, um, just like films and movies are. Uh, and in those same arguments, you know, we just got to be a bit careful that we don't lose the the angle of you know we should be a little bit cautious and we should try and look for underlying trends uh, even if the overall the the reason people are shooting each other is because they have access to these high power rifles and guns uh, you know in countries where that isn't available to them they don't do it but i think they america has to appreciate that there are other countries that do have relatively loose gun laws and they don't suffer the same um, big hate crimes so no, there is something I, else going on there no definitely and as i said i think i think you know, whether it's Trump himself or whether it's just that that rise of, you know, white radicals, you know, yeah. and, and you look at a lot of the content that's just unregulated now on the internet and it's like, wow, you you if you start to believe some of it and you fall into the wrong places, it's horrible. Um, I'm just I'm starting to watch The Family on Netflix and uh interesting watch. I would have you ah, interesting watch. Anyway, eight chan. Um, let's go on to them. So HN has basically been uh, removed from the internet by way of the fact that Cloudflare, which was not, uh, which was protecting them from DDoS attacks, um, after the shootings, decided they weren't going to be involved in this site anymore because uh, a lot of the time HN is where these people post up content. Uh, there's certainly a lot of um, yeah right wing and um, far right and all that kind of stuff uh, stuff on HN. Anyway, so. Cloudflare decided they didn't want to be involved anymore, pulled their service. 
and they haven't yet found another uh, DDoS attack protection that will allow them to be back online because the other services they've gone to um, basically have said, no, not interested either. Um, and it shows how important DDoS is nowadays, uh, you know, especially on the internet. It's, it's not just about having a server anymore. It's about having protection for that. I mean, yeah, and at the moment they haven't got a place to be. They did go, um, they did go peer-to-peer at one point, but then obviously you are risking, if you do join up to that kind of peer-to-peer networking it means that you host some of that content on your own computer while you're online and and it means that you're seeding even you know i'm sure there are some people using hn for not necessarily completely illegal activities <laughs> um uh, but they would have to be then seeding illegal content to do that and they could get themselves in serious trouble for that reason so i think that that's not gone well either no, and many HN was born at a four chan, and when when they went through the same, you know, four chan used to be we won't ban anything, and then there was some things. There was a, yeah, you know, we're taking we're taking money, we're making money, we have to have some sort of control. You can't yeah. just have total freedom, and um, yeah, um, it, it seems to, to me it's the right thing to do. There's just certain certain things you shouldn't be, you know, we're, we're giving we're giving terrorists a voice. You know, yeah. and you, you know, companies can't companies. You know, they can't sign up to do that. Um, and there are some companies that do. You know, that are standing up for a get. They see it as a business opportunity because there's 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 money to take there. If you're willing to set up a company and you know host that kind of content, there's a fairly big populace in America right now who's looking for a platform. So there are companies yeah. that have come in before and. And and stood up that kind of freedom of speech sites, but uh, and the problem is that the the well, not, you know, I guess it's the same thing in the legal system. There's always going to be lawyers that are willing to and feel that it's necessary for them to defend even the indefensible, um, and and they're always going to be the company. And, and in some times, sometimes that is because they get a lot of money out, or that's where the, that's their mainstream of revenue. Uh, not saying all the time. Um, but the, and 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 the same thing with yeah business opportunities online. If you've got a got a market there, someone will think about exploiting it. But the problem is, it's you need to have a whole body of people on board to be able to do that nowadays. And uh, and certainly in when you get to the far uh, edges of well, and not even edges of legality. When you get beyond the point of legality, then obviously all the all the, the issues start. And the internet used to be a place where that used to happen. But as, as it becomes more and more. Uh, part of our everyday lives obviously it becomes more and more regulated becomes more and more visible um so yeah you were you know for all the downsides we talk about um as far as you know monitoring and regulation all that kind of stuff those things tend to have a a reason for them being in place and and sometimes it's to get rid of this illegal voice as it were and again what what will be interesting is there's this there's chat coming out of you know Trump's government that he's looking at you know there's been there's lots of talk about this you know deplatforming of conservative voice it's not you know white radicals or you know it's, it's, it's conservative voices that they're talking about being deplatformed mm-hmm. there's, there's talk about doing something legally around that um which again would be could be quite scary because some of these folk are you know we've got our own here you know you get your Katie Hopkins and Donald yeah. Robinsons and you know some of these some and, and there's worse than that in the UK but there's some of these, oh, some of them, some of what the post is horrendous, um, and they've been they've been deplatformed for a reason because the Facebooks and the Twitters and the YouTubes can't can't afford to have that kind of content on their on their platform. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you need to have journalism and speech mon moderated by actually speaking truth uh, and, and verified on that front, I think we speak speaking. <laughs> we have spoken before about the fact that the that the content verification symbols that Microsoft were putting into their their browsers wouldn't allow the Daily Mail to be considered a, a, a source of uh, journalism because of the because it has to be provably true what you're saying and it, you know and it's not always the case and I'm sure other you know. I'm sure no, left-wing journalism has the it, same problems. It, there is. You know, so the one that always stands out for me is Canadian. Canadian posts a lot of things that are oh, just, just yeah. rubbish. It's the know, other it's end like, of the spectrum, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But just seems to normally be the other end of the spectrum seems much more human and, and nice, whereas the right wing seems all a little bit killy and stabby. Yeah, until they're anti-Semitic. But apart from that, it's all good. That <laughs> <laughs> is. Um, and here... And, iOS privacy. So this is another side of this whole um, sort of subject of monitoring, censorship, privacy controls, all those kind of things. Apple are very hot on their privacy, obviously. And one of the outcomes of that is going to be that certain services that you would like to run on your devices are suddenly going to go need to be rebuilt um, around higher levels of privacy. So specifically here, we're talking about the change to the way Apple wants app apps to run uh, voice over IP. Currently, some of those apps run in the background as services. For example, uh, Facebook Messenger uh, allows you to make calls. So it runs in the background, allows that to happen. And they're no longer going to allow that um, as of iOS 13. Uh, and that's going to cause some quite considerable reworking to the, just the way these services work. And so I think WhatsApp's involved in that as well, because again, WhatsApp has the call functionality embedded. So, uh, and they're basically want it to be all updated by the time the new iOS arrives, but that seems like it's going to be a pretty hard, hard call, a tall order for these companies to do. Uh, yeah, so so iOS 13 should be next month. I mean, there are, it's the first it's the first iOS release I've seen in a few years where people are actually thinking they're going to delay it, um, or they should be delaying it, or they'll delay some features, because as the betas have come out, they've been really ropey, and um, they've actually, the latest beta, they've, they've pulled quite a few significant things. So some people start to speculate it's not September, but but what, what they've basically said is from September, iOS 13 won't support this, this background VoIP, um, um, what was it called? Pushkit. So it was a, an API that things like particularly Messenger, uh, WhatsApp use to act, as you said, as a, a VoIP client. Um, they've got a grace period until April 2020. Facebook have said that they're, they're discussing this with um, Apple because of significant change. But the, the first site to report this was a website called Information, and they were quoting an Apple insider who said it will stop them, you know, running in the background, logging information, perhaps even listening in the background. So, so see that that whole rumor that mm. that some of these apps are hearing conversations because you you do things like, like I'll, it happened again to Shaq. He said he was he was talking to somebody about a bed as in a mattress. And two days later, he got an Amazon ad for a mattress. Mm. And he, he says he swears he's not searched for it anywhere. Uh, and pl and programs like uh, we're watching The Great Hack, and they said that it's because the algorithms are so finely tuned that they can work out what yeah. your next move is likely to be before you, you might expect it or can tr predict your next move from habits. Now, I don't again that's maybe just a very clever way of hiding the fact that but, yes we do collect <laughs> voice information well, and store but, it but but think about it so just see me just see me and Shaikos are, are in the same 
the same office, right? And we're having a conversation about mattresses. Um, so, and just say it's not listening. I know it's a bit bizarre, but <laughs> but but it could be that then you go home and you're googling for mattresses, and so they're you know. And then so, it says, "Oh, he's a friend. He's been talking about he's, mattresses. He's a friend, and today they were all in the same office. So there's a good mm-hmm. chance that they buy similar things. There's a good you know. So it's it doesn't have to have been listening. It could just be that because there's a whole of it. And again, iOS 13 is going to bring this thing where it's going to tell you which apps are listening and what locations have grabbed in the background. So there was a great one for Facebook that said in the last 10 days it had tracked these 100 locations. Yep. Do you still want this to happen? And I think mm-hmm. the fact that you're not just now saying the permissions up front, it's going to tell people, by the way, do you know this is what's being leached by these guys? Are yeah. you sure you still want to do this? Yeah. And that's 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 a really powerful way of doing it. Very visible, and that's and that probably is the correct approach, right? So, and I think the other thing is, that, you know, Facebook are arguing that we, you know, we're using these services legitimately in the background just to offer the service. But but Apple's now argument is, well, you haven't proved particularly trustworthy um, to date in in giving you this access, and then you telling us you're not using it in one way when you actually are. So, you know better all round if we do just lock off the the ability for you to do this so you you're not even tempted by that data or can accidentally collect it you know where we've seen that happen before yeah i mean i get a monthly email from google that tells me here's all the places you've been and here's what we've, we've captured and it is scary hmm. you know, yeah when, when you actually see it in front of you it's different yeah. from that conceptual of, oh yeah they're 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 storing when i'm in different places but well, it does you know you, you see it as a throwaway and hmm. one being tracked but then yeah. you realise it's like it's probably been, you know, it's, it's probably so be at the blood transfusion service this morning, where I parked this morning, the couple of shops I was in in town this morning, yeah. being cute at lunchtime, hairdressers and after. It's probably captured all of that as separate locations and knows what I did today. And you visited various websites which they can tie all that yeah. together and you can then, you know, again, just it just t- puts that whole picture and data, data points together into what, you know, who you are and what you're doing. Samsung Galaxy Note 10 has been announced and it's coming out in two sizes. Um, um, basically, the Note 10 Plus is kind of what we expect from this device as a big phablet device with a pen. But the Note 10 is going to be a smaller, more phone sort of spec device, but still have the power and still have uh, a pen that comes with it. Um, I, I don't know if I've got an opinion. I never really yeah, but, liked the idea of the phablet. I mean, I, in some ways I did. But then do I want a phone that's also got a stylus? I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, these are, I think if you want the biggest screen that you can get, and I mean, there's, there's no doubt these are amazing, you know, amazing devices, really, really good looking. The screens on them are really good. And I saw, I actually only saw a month ago, um, the S10, the first time the screen on it is like bang on. It's just yeah. like so good. Um so these are these are big phone, big price as well. So that if you go oh, for the biggest, it's thirteen hundred dollars. So yeah, they're all starting at like over well, very nine, near a grand. So. I think it was nine hundred to start at nine four nine. Yeah, and it only comes in one config. So the Note Ten, um, so the smaller one, nine four nine, eight gig of RAM, two hundred fifty six gig of storage, no expansion. So fairly locked down. The bigger one you can get in the five twelve, and it's got the micro SD expansion. I I don't know how many people still bother about the micro SD cards. And I think it's still the selling point that they've made point of before, as in, hey, we allow you to expand. But I, like you say, I, I'm not sure that people are. I don't think it's a big selling point. 
No, and, and again, going back to screaming, the bezel's almost away, and I actually think that with the Samsung approach, so they don't have a face ID or one as good as the Apple side, but the fact they've just got a little camera in the middle and the screen all around it just kind of does kind of melt it away a lot more than mm. the notch. I really like the design of it. Um, I, I must admit, see the one thing that did make me chuckle, so there's no headphone jack, and Samsung ran ads this year, yeah. last year, slagging Apple off saying, yeah, we've still got one. Um, they took the ads down on the day this was announced. Yeah, I mean, if, of course, I mean, things move on as well, as much as anything. And Apple tend to force the market. In, instead of following the market on things like that, Apple to say, right, someone's got to make this choice and we do it. And they and they kind of do. I still, you know, it still causes people problems, doesn't it? But so, for example, my um, my Pixel doesn't have a headphone jack. It just uses the USB-C port to to have your earphones in it so i guess everything's gone that way and they 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 forced it they're, they're the only people that have the power to go and do that so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and i think that what will happen other way around is I'm, I'm hoping it's this year it's probably next year that apple will move to USB-C as a power um it just just makes it a, you know it's the best we've got as a universal standard um and it's and the ipad's USB-C, and it just makes charging a doddle um, i wonder i wonder whether anyone inside of apple um bought shares in bluetooth headphones before i wonder mm. before they made that announcement a while back mm. um there's a couple other things as well so bixby bixby was the, the really badly named samsung assistant yeah which seems to be just on the way out so there was a dedicated button in previous phones and that's just gone wasn't even mentioned through the keynote um and i guess it's double, not used <laughs> uh, yeah it just feels like it's dead um, yeah. they, they said they said that it was because remember they did a little home type assistant as well, you know, like your you know Echoes and yeah. your Google assistants, and similarly they're still working on that with Bixby, so it's still around. Um, another thing that was a surprise, but they've, they've basically I think they're basically saying their um, VR headset stuff's all dead as well. Okay. So that this, these phones will not support their VR headsets. Mm. Okay. So and and uh, stylus, I I wouldn't bother with one. I actually know quite a few people that's quite important for. So, hey, you know, if you as an input method, I still like it as an input method. Um, yep. I just don't know about it on a phone size device. That's all. I think the the bigger thing for me was so so Dex we talked about before. So Dex was this idea of um, you know like your charging device, put your phone on it, and and you turn into an Android. Yes, turns into a little computer you know, like thing. PC, yeah. and mm-hmm. you can keyboard the mouse. Um. So, but but. Dex are now actually working alongside, um, they're saying Mac and Windows, but it's more Windows. So there's a real big tie-up for the rest of the, the keynote with um, with Microsoft. Yes. Uh, so they so this was this was having software on Microsoft that allowed the phone to work within the actual Microsoft operating system. Yeah. And it, uh, and and will revert and it will allow you know Windows 10 to actually make calls via your phone as well. So a really a really smart tie up, um, and then they also had a a, um, a Galaxy Book S. So this was again um, a Windows a, a Windows ARM PC basically. Yep. Um, with twenty three hours of battery life. Don't quite amazing so. if it's work if it's true. Yeah, I think everybody's already saying you won't you won't get that, but it's got you know it's got it's it's got an ARM processor. Um, it's it, it it runs Windows and. Um, it's a touch screen, so it's a 13 inch touch screen. The hardware looks really great, and it's got LT as well. You know, so mm-hmm. it's got all the connectivity you need, and that actually and that's a, a grand. Yeah, it looked a really good device, and it it just made me. It was like so 
probably next year, but Apple, where's your ARM MacBook? Mm-hmm. Because that, there's your competition. You know, there's a, yeah. you know, full OS running, doing everything you need. For me, it was interesting that Microsoft chose to tie in with Samsung. And I know that's obviously a large chunk of the Android market rather than at core get Android doing these things within Windows. And I don't know why that was. And okay, with Samsung, they do get a big collection of the market of high-end phone users who might want to have that kind of functionality more. But why why not go to the root cause and make all Android devices integrated so you can do it at that level rather than just at the Samsung level? Maybe they will. Maybe this is part of that move. But Yeah, um, and maybe it's a first step, but it's easy to do it with Samsung who aren't, they aren't competing like a Google themselves are really competing in everything. They're competing in cloud, they're competing in games, they compete on you know, everything. But theoretically, whereas... Android is a separate entity and uh, an open platform. And, you know, all these companies are tied to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, but, fair but, enough. <laughs> but, no, I, I, no, you're right. But, but I'm thinking it's back to, I mean, you said it yourself about the hardware, you know, so almost like that hardware pairing with Windows. You know, can I, could I see a, you know, if Microsoft turning up at a Google keynote and saying, yeah, we're going to have your Pixel. They're all. But, but we've seen with Microsoft, they are willing to do that nowadays and are, we've congratulated them for it. Yeah, but I think I think this is a toe in the water around, let's do some tie-ups where we can, we can see we're supporting Android. We've got some dedicated hardware partners and they're also starting to sell, you know, Windows devices. Microsoft because, turned up to the Apple keynote. Uh, yeah, but they're not selling Chrome. You know, so it's back to Google sitting there now. You know, I've got Chromebooks that are that are beating. You know, either an iPad or a Windows. You know, device. So it, it, that that was what was in my head. It, it felt like we, we know we need Android because we've lost mobile. I'm on, yeah. and you know we need that market because it's huge compared to iOS. Google is bringing uh, AR walking directions to iOS and Android. So this is the ability, if you're in uh, Google Maps app and you're asking for walking directions, you can hold your phone up and the camera picture of it will be overlaid with the directional arrows to show you where you need to go. Uh, it's not something I've ever used, but it's they're rolling out widely. It was, uh, or more widely, uh, it was only on the sort of Pixel phones earlier this year, but now it is going to be yeah as i said to other android devices and ios so i might try it because it's an interesting concept but i didn't really i didn't even know it was there to be honest <laughs> so and I, I really fancy trying it but it's not enabled for me yet and um, I, I i think it's just because uh, there's a few times if i'm walking around somewhere i will get the map out you know a strange you know town city and i think just having the big arrows to see it's this turn you know, the only problem turn. i've the only problem i've got with it is obviously the when you first fire up, say if you're coming, you've arrived in London, you fire up your phone to work out, work out your directions. Probably the first five minutes is trying to get a good enough GPS signal to tell you the direction <laughs> you're actually walking rather than the direction that you're going to pings around as it's trying to find your exact location. So it's not going to stop that. It's only once it's up and running that you're going to get your big arrow that points you in the right direction, right? Harmony OS, we've had quite a lot of talk from Huawei this week um, around this new operating system. This will be a, in them to use uh, their own operating system instead of Android. Uh, they are trying to disassociate themselves from American companies seeing as they're getting blocked everywhere by uh, America. It's no point them trying to rely on Android. I think didn't Android? Or, I think some of the services got pulled um, because effectively the law in America said that they couldn't be supporting of the Huawei platform. So Harmony OS is their way of saying, right, well, we'll, we'll run our own operating system. They've said it's more secure and um, better than Android, more powerful. But 
they haven't really given any details of what all that means um but i think you know it was inevitable that they had to do it and there's we should be a little bit cautious in or uh, you know android and ios should be cautious in that the chinese market is massive um and they're building now an operating system for their own market that it's it's automatically a a, a competitor it is uh, I mean, they had to do it. You're right. Google pulled them. You know, they said they couldn't be a full partner on Android Alliance, and certain devices won't get updates or get security updates, but nothing more. And um, and I think they're still that's still being discussed, and it's all tied up with the trade wars. It's, it's so. Um, While, whilst our governments can still keep us uh, afraid of the Chinese and afraid of what that means, uh, and for in some cases good reason, um, but you know, while they can still do that, they're okay. But as soon as they have an amazing operating system that offers features that Android and, and Microsoft can't at a price that they can't compete with, suddenly there's there's a massive, they've just created a massive competitor. You're right. I fear our government's the American government more than I do the Chinese right now. Anyway, that, let's, stop, let's stop being politicians. We're not um, being positive enough, Ian. That's our problem. Yeah, you're not, right. No positivity. Um, so I think it's an obvious step, as you said. They had to do it. Um, there's actually a device out this week. So TVs come out this week. Um, I can't remember the name of the manufacturer that has Harmony OS at its, at its core. Yeah. So TV's the first and then they're going to roll out wider. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah still, still the first thing in my mind is, oh, I wonder what that's collecting. So, <laughs> Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo have joined forces to, uh, to sort of move away from loot boxes, or they're not properly. Um, so loot boxes was interesting discussion around, was this gambling? Was this encouraging kids to gamble? Because effectively you're paying money for something and you don't know what's in it. It's invisible and in it could be a load of junk or in it could be a perceived something with value. Um, so what they have said is that now loot boxes must tell you the percentage chances or percentage composition of a loot box before uh, selling it. So a user knows the the chances of getting this that or the other um and the yeah and it was a discussion in congress as to what you know all these things and i think these three companies have come together basically to say right loot boxes have got to be a bit more transparent um they can't carry on the way they are and we're going to enforce that within the policies of our games um i I think they had to do something. There was too many governments. I thought, what you say? It was it Belgium, and there was a couple others in Europe were, were basically banning loot boxes. Um, and most of the games, most games have them now. It's like yeah. it really has become a thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe me and your type, we never pay for for anything. <laughs> so no, exactly. So we just grind you know, it. If we, if we if we if you want a box, we grind the game and do it. But but it yeah. is a very common thing now, and and the amount of money that flies around from buying loot boxes, um, uh, you know, these are, you know, say reward things that that don't necessarily have uh, anything in them. It's a bit like the old, um, you know, the sticker books. What was it? What were they? Panini. 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 Yeah. So it's exactly the same kind of concept as that, really. Uh, and I think someone worked out, and they were to need to guarantee yourself a full set. You had to spend the multiple multiple thousands of pounds, and but the whole idea was you shared, and that was why it was that's why it worked. Um, and but, and that's the thing about loot boxes. There's no way of sharing. I mean, it's like yeah. if you, I mean, if I got three boots the same, wouldn't it be great if I could just say, Chris, you need these boots in your life. Have them. And it's and it's a isn't it a weird concept that this digital thing that 
exists. It's not like it's not a physical product that costs any more money. It's a digital thing that exists already. Someone's already spent the time to make the graphics for this thing, uh, and they choose that this is grey in common. And it's and that's it's weird perceived value assigned to stuff that really it's digital. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. It is bizarre. Yeah. Um, we also had a story this week. So Ninja moved, as we said last week, he moved across to um, the Mixer platform, Microsoft Mixer platform, and Amazon in their uh, infinite wisdom then decided, right, we've got this old channel that he's he's ditched. It's obviously got a lot of people that are still looking and, and, and watching it. So what we're going to do is we're going to promote other content and other channels, popular channels, through his old URLs. So if you go to the the old, or if you went to the old Twitch channel on Ninja's URL, you would then be presented with popular content. Well, it turns out that if someone happens to put porn on their uh, Twitch channel, it turns into quite a popular thing as people start clicking on it. Uh, and the algorithms they'd used to put the content onto the Ninja's channel uh, said, if it's particularly popular or if it's trending, then you show it on, on this URL. Uh, unfortunately, it was a hardcore porn that was there for, uh, I don't know how, we, we laugh, but ultimately Twitch is open to 13-year-olds onwards. Uh, and this was homepage, this is, you know, front page stuff, which generates, you know, there's millions of people looking at the front page of Twitter. And it was all against Ninja's name. So obviously um, he was particularly upset by this uh, parents were particularly upset by this you know the internet pretty much exploded based on it uh, and yeah and so from you know it, it almost felt like he felt abused from it and, and i think they have since issued a full apology um said they're investigating what's going on they've turned off the channel that that put this up in the first place um but i think it's endemic of they were trying to make a quick move on his branding and his association so he might have some recourse of it for this as well yeah, absolutely and it, i mean pretty i mean I'm, I'm chuckling but it's pretty disgusting from twitch you know it's um they've treated him differently to anybody else you know yeah so no no other channel that's moved away has ever had other content forced into and, the, and, the old era and at the top of it there was some little snidey thing about you know this user has moved his castle or moved to another castle there's some some mm. like weird kind of like you know it's like what and i mean i went and visited it last night when this all broke and sure enough porn you know, it was there. Mm. It wasn't like, cause at first I thought, surely not. And considering it was all like 60, 90 minutes after this broke, you're thinking that'll be away by now. And it's like, no, it's there. Yeah, it's still, it was still so, there. As you say, how many, how many, you know, thousands of kids, you know, basically exposed to that. Um, they've turned around now and says, you know, we shouldn't have done it. And we need to go and, you know, investigate, etc. cetera. Um, but pretty, pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. But I think yeah. it just shows you how valuable the, the, the kind of streaming business has become well ultimately had they chosen to use his url um and you know have another channel showing there well i guess that's almost their property to do with but you know there is an argument over you know when you've got something that's that big is it is it you know who's who owns that url is it the platform is it the user you know yeah. uh, ultimately it was him that built up that audience but yeah, using, well, that, using their platform well, it's using the platform, but you would never go to that URL, you know, if, if his content wasn't there. No, no. So. I, I, and say, and it, it would had it, it would have been a story even if it was just random channels. But it, this, you know, absolutely was a story because they had obviously done something quickly to try and, you know, 
yes almost stick your fingers up say up yours um uh, and, and it went wrong because they didn't put enough thought into it anyway lovely that is all the news i have do you have a pick for us i don't there we go that is the end of the podcast then so it's this wonderful day digitaloutbox.com is our uh, website address info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address and we are on twitter it's digitaloutbox you can follow me at twitter cheesy uk although i don't say a lot uh ian where can we find you iandick.com i'd also like to point out that um game of the summer this year halo 5 and anyway. <laughs> it turns out halo 5 is quite fun again <laughs> step away for a bit and, and off you go uh maybe we'll be playing gears of war at some point seeing as that's a free big triple a title or maybe we won't we will speak to you again next week goodbye goodbye <laughs>